walking up from the parking lot connected to the West Hollywood Park in California on my way to my swimming session at the pool, I always take notice of a woman. She's wearing a red swimsuit and a red cap. She's perpetually suspended in midair, diving headfirst into the space beneath her. Her form is immaculate, fingers slicing cleanly in front of her, her chin tucked in just enough to be able to see ahead. Her posture is slightly curved in the shape of a crescent moon. Legs are zipped up together, toes pointed to the sky. This woman is made of neon. Outlined in white and red, she is a piece of work. She's become an encouraging omen to every swim session I have. Often lit up when I hit the pool before 7 in the morning. Her lights are turned off by 7.15, but that's alright because the bright Los Angeles sun is usually rising fast by then. Not only is she an omen, but she's also, quite literally so, a work of art. I've given her the name of Virginia, but I'll get to why later. I've Instagrammed about her several times, and without thinking, one of the captions I had for the post was, I want to know the woman who inspired this neon sign. Every morning that I'm in the pool, she just welcomes me right in. Would love to know if she's still around and if she's still swimming. Wave emoji, wave emoji, wave emoji. Later that day, I realized, um, it's 2015 at the time. I could probably Google this shit. So down I went into the rabbit hole, page after page. Early I landed onto the Museum of Neon Art's new site. I didn't think that they intended the page to be public. Also, kind of a plug, they have their grand opening on February 6, 2016, and I intend on being there. At the time, the Mona was transitioning from its former location in downtown Los Angeles to their new location in Glendale, maybe a 30-minute drive away. With a new location meant new site, and it gave me a preview of the write-up that they had about the Neon Diver. Ah yes, I found out that Virginia was referred to as the Neon Diver. Here's what I gathered quickly. The Neon Diver was created in 1950 specifically for the Virginia Court Motel, located along the first transcontinental highway, the Dixie Overland Highway, in Meridian, Mississippi. The diver was to be installed beside the motel's new pool. The sign was installed by the local Gaddis Sign Company. The owner, Ike J. Davis, of the motel actually named it after his daughter. Over the next 50 years, the diver was there for guests and for passing cars. An interjection, in my research, I found old vintage postcards of the motel. She looked pretty stunning there, too, floating above two sun umbrellas that look like the ones that they have at In-N-Out. This is where the story gets interesting. It's the year 2000. The motel, I assume, is shut down, and for how long, I'm not too sure. And the Virginia Court Motel stands to be demolished to make way for a Walmart. Sad, I know. I looked through what I could online from the local newspaper in Meridian, the Meridian Star, and came up with nothing. No protests about the Walmart, no protests about saving a motel, which, by now, you should know and realize that I have a very romantic imagination about inanimate objects. I tweeted at the Star hoping for a line, but came up with nothing. Luckily, a man from Buffalo, New York, by the name of Mike Gambone, came to Virginia's rescue. Unfortunately, at this time, and through some major Googling skills, I was not able to find him. I found a phone number for him, but it's disconnected.
That's okay, because I'm going to connect the dots a little bit more for you. A lot happened between Mike Gambone saving the neon diver from Walmart and to 2008. In 2002, the diver was shipped to mark the neon man Jameson in Virginia for restoration and display. Then when the neon man passed away in 2006, the diver went to New York City to be rewired and restored again by the Flex Flume Sign Company. Then finally, in 2008, the diver was loaned and shipped to the Mona. But, as always, there's more. The sign that Mike Gambone saved is not the sign sitting in front of the West Hollywood pool. Meaning, my Virginia is not the neon diver. Virginia is actually a replica. Actually, one of two. Sometimes since being loaned and shipped to the Mona, two divers were created by the Federal Heath Sign Company here in California. One of the replicas, Virginia, is located at the West Hollywood Pool. The other replica is perched at the top of the new Mona in Glendale, diving onto South Brand Boulevard. The original neon diver, located in a private collection in Los Angeles. The fact that there are three sister signs, originally from Mississippi, all together in a 45-minute radius of each other is pretty incredible. Alright, but the purpose of all of this is not to find out where or what the divers are doing right now. It's who this woman is. Initially, my focus was on the people who made the sign, the Gaddis Sign Company. I guesstimated that the youngest the person who made the sign could have been like, I don't know, like 20 years old, making him a healthy 86 years old if the designer were alive today. Probably not someone I could find. And again, I tried. The company shut down years ago. Then I thought maybe I could find the daughter, Virginia, that Ike J. Davis named his motel after. Maybe she had insights to the sign as it stood at the motel for 50 years. I started searching archives and came up with nothing. The thing is, she probably married and her name is no longer Virginia Davis. It's Virginia something else. So if the designer, sign installer, and family of the motel were untraceable, what could I do? My question was, I want to know the woman who inspired this neon sign. I would love to know if she's still around and if she's still swimming. Seemingly at a crossroads, my research stopped there. There are only so many Google searches I can do on data that predates the internet. However, I did find out that Ike was 34 at the time of the 1940 census. Thanks, Ancestry.com. A little frustrated with my dead ends, I decided to visit the Mona. They had just opened up their gift shop as a bit of a preview to the reopening. I chatted with a girl, Laura, manning the front about the neon diver. I asked her who she thought the woman was. She told me she had her best guess, Esther Williams. Who was Esther Williams? MGM seemed to acquire talent the way you and I pick up paper clips by the handful. You know, when I was at this studio, we were up to our ears in tenors and baritones, tap dancers, pianists, and they were all good. But this set belonged pretty much to one star, and one star alone. I only wish we'd had a chance to work together. Because she was, well, she was not only a lovely actress with a beautiful face and figure, but she could also sing and dance and even handle comedy. And if that wasn't enough, 
She was dynamite in the water. Of course, I'm talking about Miss Esther Williams. Esther wasn't just a star, but she was also a badass. She was a champion competitive swimmer and had already qualified for the Olympics, which she would have competed in had it not been for the Second World War. She also then signed a contract with MGM by the time she was 19, and in 1940, a full decade before the Neon Diver was created, she became known for her abilities in the water. In the first scene of her first starring role in Bathing Beauty, Esther dives out in a near fuchsia swimsuit with matching bow in her hair and the most brilliantly colored fuchsia lips. When she leaps off the diving board, you can see it. The same crescent moon shape, the perfect form, and you can't deny it. She is the neon diver. She influenced an entire nation and was the quintessential swimmer. Her image and her bathing suits made the rounds of the bunks of soldiers and servicemen during the war. Servicemen she would later visit on hospital tours. By the time the neon diver was made, she was in 13 major film roles, many of which utilized her swimming abilities. Most of the movies she was in were hits, and by the year 1949, she was voted the 8th most popular film star in the U.S. On the iconic guessing game show, What's My Line? Every time Esther Williams is on as a mystery celebrity guest, the panel always manages to nail who it is. <laughs> panel, I'm going to have to throw in the towel. Who, because I know who this is. Who is it, Bennett? I'll give you one name because we got to throw in the towel. Does she sometimes swim, this girl? Who is it, Bennett? Esther Williams. Esther Williams is right. Uh, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> Satisfied with my conclusion, I rented Bathing Beauty on iTunes and called it a day. My morning inspiration was absolutely a screen grab of a modern woman, and I found the idea on how this one neon sign made it here to California from Mississippi, and then eventually the three sister divers were all together in Los Angeles, and how Esther Williams, in my mind, the mother of the sign, was a Hollywood star, and all of these elements coming home in one neatly wrapped story made it the perfect movie ending. But wait, there's more. This didn't start with the sign. This started with an Instagram post. And it kind of also ends with an Instagram too. I was scrolling through Instagram's explore page and at the top they have a carousel of stories. One of the images I swiped past was labeled quirky cool, which had accounts you could follow on that had fun art. In the header image was a collage made from the visual artist Mariano Piccinetti. He had made this great collage with not one, but three female divers, illustrated in full color. Divers who looked a lot like my neon diver, with the same crescent moon posture, one of them wearing a red bathing suit and cap. I thought that maybe that this was just a coincidence, but the thing is, how could I be sure? I'd googled until I could not google any longer. Then I wondered if the neon diver wasn't always neon. Maybe Mariano grabbed this image for his collage in a vintage magazine, and that image was the origin of the inspiration, or could lead me to it. So I did the simplest thing and removed Neon from my Google image search, and looked up Red Diver. That came up with nothing. Then I looked up Red Diver Woman, and in the third row of my search, there she was. A 200 by 150 pixel image of a 1920s looking woman. Same form, same suit, 
It's a link to a Wikipedia page. Jansen, the page read. The Neon Diver isn't Esther Williams? No, it's not. Oh. Then who is it? That's Kim. I'm on FaceTime with her, and I've dragged her down the rabbit hole. The true genesis of the Neon Diver was based off of actual Olympic divers training for the 1920 Summer Olympics in Antwerp, 20 years before Esther Williams even qualified for the Olympics. These female Olympians were training in Portland at the Multima Athletic Club when artist Florence Clark saw them and used them as inspiration for Janssen, a company who developed a swimsuit that, in their words, changed bathing to swimming. Now, I'm just going to pause right here. By the time I had finished the script for the podcast, like right now, the answer was going to be plainly the Olympians in Portland. That's all that really the Janssen site had online, and I couldn't find anything more. I was about to record when suddenly I realized, I mean, how many female Olympians in 1920 are there, really? I could narrow this search to an actual list of women. I guess I had figured that finding out information or even visual confirmation of who the girl was was nearly impossible. This didn't just predate the internet, this predated the mass use of photography with actual film. But then I found the list online. 17 female U.S. swimmers and divers. I started Googling, which, you know, by the way, if there was a co-star to the story, it would be Google. Then I found her. Well, first I saw her, an actual photo of Thelma Payne. She has her left arm propped against her knee. She's sitting on the ground, smiling up at someone out of frame. Her dark brown hair curling underneath her swim cap. Her likeness is remarkably like the first iteration of the Janssen logo. After more searching, my suspicions were confirmed. The information and the dots started piling up onto each other. Florence and her husband Clark sketched the red diving girl based off of Thelma, who would then go on to win the bronze for the three-meter springboard in Antwerp. The diving girl became iconic. They put her on stickers, which according to Janssen archivists, by 1925, 7 million diving girl stickers had found their way onto automobiles in all parts of the country. She was everywhere and most definitely influenced the makers of the sign. I mean, Jansen's red diving girl is as iconic for swimming as the Gerber baby is for baby food. And Ike J. Davis probably had one of the red diving girl stickers on his car. Hell, maybe even Esther Williams even wore Jansen swimwear. Wait a second. Oh yeah, she did. The Red Diving Girl was iconic beyond just being aesthetically beautiful. She was provocative in the sense that she pushed the boundaries of what was socially acceptable as swimwear. Modesty while in the water was an important cultural norm. Unrestrained athleticism be damned. And the fact that the diver was based off of a female Olympian who, in my mind, is the epitome of female badassery, that in itself is incredible. In the beginning, I wanted to know who the woman was who inspired the neon sign, if she was still around, and if she was still swimming. The woman who inspired the neon sign didn't just inspire the sign maker. She inspired decades, nearly a century of men and women, swimmers or not. The female Olympians, and specifically Thelma Payne, inspired the artist to create an iconic logo, 
which launched a brand that influenced a nation by pushing the envelope and renegotiating the ideals of beauty and athleticism, which then paved the way for stars like Esther Williams, who then went on to delight and amaze leagues of men and women in service, which then popularized the culture of swimming, so much so that a man from Meridian, Mississippi, would be moved enough to create a neon sign that would light up a pool on the side of the transcontinental highway of a motel named after his daughter, which would nearly 60 years later inspire a new swimmer like me. Virginia is essentially the collection of the human experience over the last century. So yes, I guess in a way she's still around and will always be. And she is still swimming through all of us. Many thanks to Google and Wikipedia for making this possible. Also, YouTube and Vimeo for creating platforms where I can watch old Esther Williams clips. Also, thanks to Mike Gambone who saved the Neon Diver and Laura at the Mona who helped point me in the right direction. Thanks to my friends who let me tell them about the sign, especially Sheila and Pat, who never stopped listening, Allison, Kim, and Brandy for stoking the fire, Courtney, who also sent me a screen grab of the diving girl on Instagram. This is definitely not 99% invisible, and sadly, I am not Roman Mars, but my name is Amy Laurel, and I found out who the neon diver was.